at your neighbor and say, there's nothing like being free. And if you've never experienced it, you need to before you die. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Love you all. Wow. Thank you, praise team. Man, were they just off the chain today? Ooh, good God Almighty. <clears throat> good Lord have mercy. Amen. We, we, we're beginning, you picked a great Sunday to be at the Pentecostals today because we are beginning a brand, well, any Sunday you come is a great Sunday. I mean, any Sunday you come is a great Sunday. But, but we, are, we are kicking off a brand new series that I am so excited about. And, and truthfully, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to try not to be preachy today. Habits. We're creatures of habits. We, we tend to fall into systematic order. Now, now this, is, this is very important, ladies and gentlemen, but before you just shut me off and before you say, well, okay, we're going to hear a sermon on habits, we've got to understand first and foremost that God is a habitual being. The Scripture tells us that God is not the author of confusion. God is an orderly God. Even when you look at creation, and creation to me is one of the greatest depiction of God and order because when, when he says and creates heaven and earth into existence, the very next verse says that the earth was without form, was void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light after he had created heaven and earth and it now is in a chaotic state it is in an unfinished somebody say an unfinished state you might want to touch your neighbor and say there is hope there is hope for you there is hope for me because to me this is a great depiction of redemption how that God could take our lives that are out of order, void, chaotic, full of darkness, and he can shine light. They that sit in the region of the shadow of death have seen a great light. Maybe we ought to stop and have a little praise break about seeing light because light brings deliverance. Light brings a, a, a way out. Light will show. Oh, how, I, I'm already feeling a little preach. I'm trying just to talk to you, but I'm feeling a little preach already. And so a lot of our lives are void, without form, darkness, and God said, if I could do that to creation, what do you think I can do to you? I can step into your life that has no form, that has no shape, and I can give you form, and I can give you shape, and I can give you hope. If you're in darkness, I can shine light into your pathway, and you can live. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. And the end of the second verse says that the Spirit of the Lord moved. Here's your hope, ladies and gentlemen, is the Spirit of the Lord moving. 
Mm. The Spirit of the Lord moving. In 2016, we're going back to allowing the Spirit of the Lord to move. I've tried it on my own, and it's getting worse. I've tried to do it with my own intellect, my own ability. I'm going to school. I'm taking classes. I'm doing all of these things. But some men trust in horses, and some men trust in chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Oh, it's not by might, and it's not by power, but it, oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding today. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, if we can let the Spirit begin to move, if we'll take the resistance of allowing the Spirit to begin to move, God's going to put order into your life in 2016. This very second Sunday of January, God's going to begin to establish a pattern. Somebody say a pattern. He's going to establish a pattern so that you can succeed. We talked about last week, breathe through it. I feel a hot breath of the Holy Ghost in 2016. I, I will slow down because I want you to get this. I feel a hot breath of the Holy Ghost in 2016. We will have programs. We will have order when it comes to humanity. We will try our best to structure everything as best as we can. But ladies and gentlemen, we can have the best program, the best protocol, the best organization when it comes to human means, and we can be devoid of the moving of the Spirit. But if there's no moving of the Spirit, there is no healing. If there is no moving of the Spirit, there is no deliverance. Can, can I just go a little old school right now? Because I'm tired of just seeing people come to the altar and go back the same way they came. Well, maybe that didn't concern you, but it concerns me. Because I understand that in His name is power to heal, save, and deliver. In His name is power to set free. In His name is the ability to change your direction. In His name, there is power to break chains and fetters. In His name, there is deliverance. Come on, somebody. In His name, all things are possible. In His name, your darkness can be turned into day. In His name... Your darkness can flee and light can begin to shine in his name, ladies and gentlemen. In his name. And so he has the ability. And so we all have good intentions. How many have good intentions today? We all have good intentions. Thank you for the two hand claps. We all have good intentions. We all want to do better this year than we did last year. And yet, how easy is it to fall back into the same rut? I mean, we, we get it done five days, and then all of a sudden, you see a Bluebell commercial. See, most of us want to go to the gym today and tomorrow look like Tomorrow, we want to invest $100, and the next day it'd be a million. 
Now, I know some of you came to church very chagrined today because you didn't win the 800 million. I got news for you, it's 1.3 billion. See, we're all looking for overnight success. We all want something to happen. See, we're the microwave generation. We want it to happen, and we want it to happen now. Hmm. Can you imagine? I remember, I remember a, a college professor, and one day he was, he was teaching, and, and he, he just he kind of left what he was talking about, and he said, can you imagine a farmer cramming? Well, think about that. I want you to think here today. Can you imagine a farmer cramming? It's the week before harvest, because he knew all of us was cramming for the test. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't give yourself away. Just say, you know, I, they did it. I didn't, okay? We would cram for tests to pass the exam. What they were trying to do is instill process of learning. And he said, can you imagine a farmer cramming? It's the week before harvest, and he goes out and says, I've got to get some seed in the ground. Harvest is next week. Solomon said, if we regard the wind, we won't sow. And because most of us are the generation of the instant, you know, we all have microwaves now, and we can, we can do what the ladies used to take several hours to do. We can throw in there for a few seconds, and it's done. We've kind of adopted that mindset, that mentality about life. I want everything life has to give me, but I'm not willing to go through the process. I'm not willing to make the changes necessary. See, we want to pray a five-minute generic prayer, and we want heaven to explode on earth. We want to say, Jesus, see, we've got a mentality that, that's Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. I want to say his name, and instantly, I, I don't want to work for it. I don't want to put any effort into it. I don't, I don't want to change any habits. I, I want to live the way I live. I want to eat fried foods and, and drink coffee and, and do bluebell at midnight, and I want to lose weight. Y'all ain't going to help me preach today, but, but I got a word for somebody here today. Yeah. See, we're expecting, see, Einstein said the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same things and expect a different result. If you want different results, you got to change the pathway. If you want something different, then you got to change the way that you've been doing something. Uh, somebody said practice makes perfect. No, practice makes permanent. When you start praying, if you're practicing something the wrong way, you will ingrain yourself into muscle memory the way you're doing it, and you will always do it wrong. And so God sent a preacher here in January to wake you up and to shake the Pentecostals to say, if we're going to have a move of God, it's going to happen because somebody goes back to prayer. Somebody goes back to fasting. Jesus said, this kind goeth not out, but by much prayer and fasting. I want to say, Jesus, and all of it go away. But somebody has got to get some tenacity that says, I'm willing to change, not for a moment, but I'm willing to change for a lifetime. 
Jesus, when? So we all have good intentions. I'm going to change. When? 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 when you, how many has ever heard the saying, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step? That's the action. But I, I really believe the journey of a thousand miles begins with a thought. Because if you never really think through, see, we've got a generation of, of, of shallow thinkers. But ladies and gentlemen, as a man thinketh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It is our thoughts that cause us to act. You better think about a journey of a thousand miles if you're walking before you take the first step. It begins with a thought. See, this is indicative of even God because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word was made flesh. This was not just a momentary reaction to a crisis. Ephesians 1.3 says we were found in Him before the foundation of the world. How did that happen? It happened in His mind. Redemption was a thought before it was ever needed. He was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. But it took 4,000 years of fallen man condition to bring it to pass. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. Oh God, ladies and gentlemen, for 4,000 years it marched step after step after step after step, lamb after lamb after lamb, bullock after bullock after bullock pointing towards the Lamb of God. Oh, before you get in your mind that redemption was just just an impatient answer and an impetuous answer, it wasn't. It was planned out. It was organized. See, we wouldn't fully understand what a Lamb of God is if we didn't understand the lambs that were offered in the tabernacle. That is why God said to Moses, when you build the tabernacle, see that you build it according to the pattern. Feel a little Holy Ghost in the house today. See, if we want different results, then we've got to make some habit changes in our life. We've got to make some, some, some alterations in our life. If we're going to experience what God wants for us in 2016, when's it going to happen? Ask your neighbor, when's it going to happen? When? When? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? What's going to awaken us? I'm praying in 2016 that something awakens us. That we began to set some, see, while we're thinking some of this is new habits, it's really not new habits, it's just going back. 
See, Jeremiah said, you need to stand in the way and cry and ask for the old paths wherein is the good way and walk in them. We're always looking for some newfangled way. We're looking for something new. In reality, ladies and gentlemen, we probably ought to go back to the old because it was the old that produced the results. It was the old. There's nothing pretty about, about putting seed in the ground, but if you're going to have a harvest, you've got to put seed in the ground. I tweeted the other day and just said, you can't complain about seed that's not sown. You can't complain about habits that remain the same. You, you can't complain if you keep doing the same thing day after day and expect different results. It's not going to happen. You're going to keep getting what you're sowing. There's a law called sowing and reaping. What you sow, you shall reap. God will never be mocked. <sighs> never. Never be mocked. When are the things of God going to become so important to us that we're willing to make the investment? When? What's going to happen? When you bring your kids to me and say, Pastor, I don't know what went wrong. I don't know what happened. But you sowed seeds of immorality. You let them watch things they shouldn't watch. You let them do things they shouldn't have done. I, do I sound real old-fashioned today? I'm going to let my kids grow up, and when they get big, I'll let them decide if we're going to church or not. Are you serious? But you say, I wouldn't say that, Pastor, but you do it with your actions. I'm not preaching for a response today, but I'm trying to get to us that we do it with our actions. We only pray when we have a crisis or an emergency. All of a sudden, pastor, I mean, I got texts this week from, uh, from, from people that was in the midst of a crisis, hadn't heard from him in months. But now their world has collapsed around their feet and, and they want me to fix something that they have the power to fix, but they're not willing to fix it. I, I came today to tell you 2016 can be different if we're willing to make some changes and put forth, oh, Holy Ghost, help me. If we're willing to make some efforts. They don't pray because we don't pray. They don't read Bible because they never see us reading Bible. The, sibits, the, the series is called Habits. It's, it's about changing our life to expect something different. If you're tired of the harvest that you've been receiving, then let's put some different seed in the ground. It takes time for habits to change things. Seed, remember my cramming example? You can't put seed in the ground and expect the harvest tomorrow. There is a germination. When an egg is consumed, uh, conceived in a woman's womb, it takes nine months. 
It takes some pain. It takes some physiological changes. It takes some aggravation, men. It takes emotional changes. There's some things that these, the woman goes through while this child is gestating in her womb. Some of us want the child, but we don't want to go through the pain to get the child. You can't have the child without going through the pain. But I hear Jesus when he says, if you suffer with me, you can reign with me. If you go through the, oh, am I preaching to anybody today? If you go through the process. But pastor, I can't afford to tithe. I can't. I, 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 just, I just can't make that commitment. Well, I'll be here when you need me. I'll pray for you. I'll carry you. But what I came to tell you today is if you'll make some changes today, we can have some different results. Maybe not tomorrow. And maybe not next month. See, I paid my tithe on Sunday and I didn't get it back on Monday. You really don't know. See, we, see we've, been, we've been trained that tithing is all about getting money back. My wife and I was sitting the other day, we were talking, and, and, and we raised three children. Our youngest will be 27. And we're talking about how many times they were at the doctor's office. How many times that certain things didn't happen in our life. We talked about how we had a set of tires on our truck as we evangelized and went across the, the country traveling, pulling a fifth wheel. How that a set of 35,000 mile tires last 70,000 miles. I can't explain that, George. Other than that we honored God with the first fruits. Well, I paid my tithe and nothing happened this week. Give it some... In patience, possess ye your soul. I prayed about it, and the circumstances didn't change this week. Well, why don't you pray about it again? We had a dear old saint in our church, and this is back. How many remember prayer requests? A lot of them turned into gossip sessions, but we had prayer requests. And dear old Sister Vault, every prayer request was God, save Bill. I was probably 11 or 12 the first time I ever heard God, save Bill. Bill didn't care about church. Bill wasn't interested in church. And I personally would have given up after the second or third year. I just said, you know what, it's probably no use. But not Betty. 27 years she subjected the church at prayer request time to God save Bill.
You would expect Bill to show up on a Sunday morning when, when things were happening, when there was good music, when, when everything was happening, or maybe a Sunday night when, when it was a lively service, but it was a Tuesday night that, that Bill got up and he went over to the closet and he, he starts getting dressed and, and Betty looks at him and said, Bill, where are you going? And he said, Betty, I'm going to church with you tonight. Bill came to church on a Tuesday night, came to an altar, repented. Made his way to God, baptized him, God filled him with his spirit. What an awesome experience it was. But 27 years. I wouldn't want any of us to ask, answer publicly, but how many of us would have given up? How many of us would have said, probably not going to happen, but not Betty? Some of us want destiny, but we want destiny without the expense. We want what we want, but we want it at no cost to us. I simply come today very humble and very honest to ask you in 2016 to rearrange your habits, to rearrange your priorities for what God wants to do in your life.